0: More than a feeling to be powered by love. Don't take money, don't take fame, don't take no credit card to ride this train. It's strong and sudden, it's cruel sometimes, but it might just save your life to be powered by love. I'm Pastor Nathan Bugas, Pastor here at Elk River Lutheran.
1: I'm Lisa Sampson, Director of Children, Youth and Family Ministries.
0: Jeremy Halklis, Minister of Congregational Care and Discipleship. And this morning we are talking about vocation, this idea that we all have these callings from God. Some of them might be a job that you do, a a role that you play as parent, and uh, all of it is to be clothed with Christ. And that's one of these lines from the scripture reading that we're going to hear now from Romans chapter 13. And uh, this morning we have a special guest scripture reader, uh, Fran, is going to read our reading. So, Fran, take it away
2: reading today is from Romans chapter 13. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandments are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore Love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires.
0: All right, well, thanks, Fran. Uh, And so that scripture reading from Romans uh, 13, uh, it does talk a little bit about how we are to live this life of faith. And uh, this morning we actually have a a sermon that uh, I'm going to do but it's gonna be a little different as well. Just like we have virtual Taylor, we're gonna have virtual Pastor Nathan uh, here this morning doing a sermon as well. And so uh, as you'll see in it, it's uh, been recorded and edited as some video, but it is on this theme of vocation. So uh, we're gonna continue with that. that uh, sermon short is what we've decided to call these because it's a little shorter sermon uh we'll continue with that sermon short and then we'll come back around the table for some conversation and so here's that sermon virtual pastor nathan take it away today i'm going to talk about vocation which is something for all of us kind of like how each and every day we get dressed Now granted, during this COVID time, I know we maybe get dressed a little later than normal, maybe a little less often than normal because we're not getting out as much, but I think it is something we still do every day, right? You go to a closet or to a dresser, or maybe you go to a pile of clothes on a chair in the corner of the room and you find something to wear. And you put on different clothes depending on what you're gonna be doing that day. For example, if I'm gonna be recording a sermon today, well, I better dress like a pastor. Whereas if I'm going to be heading outside to mow the lawn, well, yeah, all right, that's a little more like it, a little uh, more comfortable. Don't have to worry about getting all dirty and grubby. Uh, But hey, what if I wanted to go to a Minnesota Twins game? Well, there we go. Now I'm at the game, ready to catch that Buxton home run. Well, if I'm going to a business meeting, I better dress appropriately. What about those days playing outside with the kids? see this is nice. See, we put on all these different outfits depending on what we're gonna be doing that day. But the consistent element in it all is us. Underneath whatever outfit it is that you are wearing is you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I said, underneath it all is just you and God has created you in such a way that you are exactly enough. God knows you, God loves you, and God has called you to fill a variety of roles in this world. And within our Lutheran tradition, we call those roles vocation. Vocation are all of these different roles that God has called you to fill in this world. Just like how every day we put on different clothes, We are also called to a variety of vocations, a variety of roles within this world. God has called me to be a pastor and God has called me to be a dad. I'm also called still to be a son. I'm called to be a good citizen, a friend. You could go on and on. We have a variety of roles and vocations. I think you get the idea. So maybe you're called to be a student or a teacher a grandparent, or a fun aunt. (laughs) Whatever your job is, that thing that you get paid to do, I hope that you see that as a vocation, as a calling from God. Because all of these different roles are so important to you being who God created you to be, who God has called you to be, which is exactly what the world needs. Frederick Buechner said it like this, your vocation in life is where your greatest joy meets the world's greatest need. Well, I love being a pastor. I love being a dad. These vocations are where I find my greatest joy, and it turns out there's a need in the world for that as well. It's who God has created me to be, and I love it. God has created you. God knows you, and God has called you. I'm going to close with a few verses from Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in, behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. God has created you. God knows you. God loves you and God has called you. So, what is your vocation? So, what is your vocation? <laughs> a little different form of message, I know. Uh, maybe part's a little weird, uh, but... Just just a little. Just a little, okay, good. Well, But that is the big question. Uh, right. Vocation, these roles of God, what is your vocation? How do you see these multiple callings from God in your life, currently, past, present, future, all of it? What do you think?
3: I think it's just wrapped up in our identity and sense of self. People often think, The difference is vocation and profession, and I think they can be two radically different things. Vocation is that thing that your passion calls you to, and the way you're called to go out in the world and engage Mm -hmm. it. Instead of saying necessarily your profession is that, some people are in jobs they don't really like, Um, some people are retired, does that mean they don't have a vocation? Right. Um, And I think if we begin to say who we are as Christ's people, that's our sense of calling to go out in the world and do something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times our vocation, people look at us and say, well, I don't have a vocation because I don't work in a church. Right. That's not what vocation yeah. is.
0: Yeah. Well, that's thinking about this, I'd love for you all to chime in on what some of your vocations are. You all have vocations. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're celebrating here today. What are some of those vocations, maybe the ones that you love the most, <laughs> would be yeah. a, a yeah. great thing to share. And we'd love to see that in the comments section, in the chat there, if you could share. Yeah, we had someone who suggested who said this morning they're celebrating the birth
3: of a grandchild. I mean, that's a great grandparent vocation. Love right?
0: grandparents. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right.
1: I was thinking when you were changing clothes, sometimes I change clothes that many times just to come here. Sure. <laughs> so
0: <laughs>
1: but I like I was thinking about both of you having younger children. My kids are adults, but yeah. my vocation as a parent has changed, but it's still just as important as it was when they were younger like your kids are.
0: Yeah, it doesn't go away, it changes. No, it I changes. think that's and it's fun. Yeah. But it's
1: <laughs> it's definitely different, but it's still important.
0: Yeah, Rainer Marie
3: Rilke has this great sort of push in one of her uh, stories, I think it's Letters to a Young Poet. Uh, but she basically says that if you can imagine doing anything in the world, do that. And that is where your connection to the world will be. Yeah. That's where your passion and your job and everything you're called to lingers. Yeah. Um, and my dad would always say, you know, if you can imagine doing anything else, do that instead.
0: <laughs> uh, right? Sure.
3: I mean, just find that place where your, your heart connects to what you're called to do um, and how you live through that sense of being. Uh, yeah. And I think that, that becomes an important part of this vocation
1: conversation. And that could be just as easy as smiling at someone through your mask yeah. um, in a store and just greeting people and being warm and friendly or gardening or doing whatever brings you joy.
0: Absolutely. you know I think that that's what I love about that Frederick Buechner quote, "Your vocation in life is where your greatest joy meets the world's greatest yeah. need. That you know your vocation, the things that you do each day should bring you joy. And what's best then is when that lines up with the world's need. The world needs more people smiling and greeting and being warm, right? I mean, that is what the world's need, and it brings us joy. Those things, they go together so often. That's so good. Right. Yeah, and I think it's interesting,
3: the conversation about what does it mean to be clothed with Christ in that? Yes. Gives us the lens to view the world through. Um, I was telling everybody a little bit before we were going, I have a friend who works in construction who holds the sign at the at the intersection and says, you can go or you need to stop and wait. Um, we all love those people, right? <laughs> um, and his perception when I first met him was very much like, I just hold a sign, that's my job. And to look through a lens of crisis and said to say, not only do I hold a sign, but I'm the one keeping people safe. Yeah. I'm the one that's that's guarding them from some danger. Um, and i think we can look at menial jobs or tasks at times and say they're just a task or we can say there's an opportunity in that Um, cleaning up garbage is a great one right yeah cleaning up garbage could be just throwing something away or taking care of god's good creation
0: yeah
3: Um, the way we receive that is important
1: I think for me, meaning uh, clothed in Christ, brings honor to the things that we do, our day-to-day yeah. tasks like that, and it and like I love how you said it, it gives us a lens in which to form how we look at things. Right, yeah,
0: you know, I also think it's worth naming that sometimes even these vocations that are. God-honoring, that our callings from God, they really stink some days, right? And I don't mean literally like the garbage example, but like some days like being a parent is really hard. Like that's a great easy example because it is the most joy I've ever experienced in life and it's the most frustration. It's the most you know rewarding thing and the most thankless job I've ever had. You know, it's all of those things at once. And, And I think that's the reality just of life and I think part of the encouragement in this Romans reading and being clothed with Christ is is not to ignore that sometimes life is hard. I don't think that is the message of the gospel or the message that Jesus proclaims, but that it's worth it. That there is something to this sacrificial life that yes, sometimes it's hard, but God is with us in those hard times, that God is carrying us through those more difficult times. and in the end, it will get better. I mean, it, it, when you're living into your vocation, it's not going to be miserable every day. <laughs> if you can imagine doing anything else, do that, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, when you're into those vocations that truly are those callings from God, there will be more joy than frustration, I think.
1: I like this phrase um, down in verse 11, yes. is how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. Yeah. So pay attention, pay attention yeah. to those things around you. And don't, uh, my son says, I'm just a cook at a restaurant. I said, but you're cooking good food and you're bringing happiness to a lot of people. You're feeding people.
3: Yeah,
1: And it's not always fun. It's drudgery.
3: Yeah. And it becomes a challenge of how do you understand your vocation? I'm thinking of our college students, or soon-to-be college students, and wondering, you know, remembering those days of of struggling to figure out what do I want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. And then having to start to realize this still, small voice. It sort of pushes and nudges. Um, and I, I liken it to if you're walking down the street and you see something and you take notice of it, that is the thing you're called to do in the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a moment that you stop and take notice. And I love that sense of vocation being purpose.
1: Yeah. Have you ever noticed something and you think somebody, oh, a lady drops something and you look around going, Oh, I think I'm the one that's supposed to go help her. <laughs> you know, that's your vocation, what sure. you're called to do in yeah. that moment.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I think the final question that that video left us with is what is your vocation? And so I hope that that's something that you'll ponder over the next week and, well, actually over the whole rest of your life, (laughs) is to ponder that question and think about what does it mean to live into that vocation. Also, I think just as kind of a a summary to come back to those final points of that message as well, is just the reassurance that you are created by God. The Bible tells us God knit you together in your mother's womb, that God knows you, that God knows every hair on your your Head, God counts them. Isn't that an interesting thing? Wait, wait, God,
3: God has for some of us a few less to count,
0: right? Yes, right, okay, yep, so it's an easier counting job for some than others. Uh, but God knows the hairs on your head, God knows the good and the bad of you, everything, and God loves you. We have no better example than that love than Jesus on the cross. Christ is the embodiment of that love that we celebrate and. God calls you. God has called you to many and broad vocations that you are called to live even today, this very day. And so we leave you with that question, that encouragement. What is your vocation? It's both a question and an encouragement because we know you have a vocation and actually more than one. And so we want to leave you now with a prayer of good courage. Uh, This is a prayer that I have uh, loved throughout the years. Every time I've come across it or heard it in a service. So we're going to share this prayer with you now. invite you to pray along with us if you would want. Uh, Lisa's going to read it for us. You can pray it with us or uh, just hear these words. The prayer of good courage.
1: Oh God. You have called your servants to ventures which we cannot see the ending, by paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: God has created you. God knows you. God loves you. And God has called you. (laughs) Thanks be to God. Don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.